Welcome to Radio Plasma, space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm Johan Rashivega. I'm Shalina Figueroa. And we are from the Holyoke Council on Aging in location because for everyone who is interested in cultural activities, events, workshops, happenings, ideas, development, projects that will take place during the next year in the city of Holyoke, this is information important for you to know. I want to thank Anthal Heimer and Mark Dunlap, who are part of the local cultural council, to give us a little bit of the information about what's going on, because today there is a drop-in session. And this is the season, the moment for those ideas to come up and propose so they can get that support and that funding. So, and Mark, thank you for, for allowing us to do this with you today. Thanks for having us. Wow. I'm pretty excited us. to discover we have a headquarters. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so... Do you want to speak a little bit about the grant cycle or part of what we do? I don't know if people know generally what it is. Well, in general, um, the grant process, and we accept grants. We try to review the grants for the city. Uh, often, the amount being requested is much more than we have, so we have tough decisions to make. Often, we are unable to grant fully grant the money that people are looking for, but you know, we try to give them enough to at least you know, get the get their project off the ground. And uh, some we are able to fully fund, and, and some, unfortunately, we end up denying because we just don't have, you know, enough funding to give everybody money. But Right, or know. occasionally they don't meet the requirements of the grant. Like, it has to be something that has public benefit. Uh, as the Holyoke Local Cultural Council, we tend to prefer projects that happen in Holyoke or benefit Holyoke residents. This different... I mean, in sort of the bigger picture, this is money from the Massachusetts Cultural Council that then is broken out into, I think it's something like 322 different local cultural councils across the state. It might be 323, but you're close. Something like that. Uh, the smaller towns have to share. Sorry. Um, and the money allocated is per capita. So Holyoke usually gets in the neighborhood of anywhere from, I've been the treasurer for four or five years now. We've had anywhere from like 26,000 to 35,000. Uh, to allocate throughout different different projects. And it's a pretty simple application process. It's online. You just Google Massachusetts Cultural Council and you can read a little bit of background there. And it's a pretty simple application to do. I think it maybe takes people like 20, 25 minutes, if that. They are due on October 15th and there are no extensions. That is a state requirement. And there, you can read more on their webpage about like what it is and what the requirements are. Like There are certain things, like you can't fund food, that's a state requirement. Um, it has to have public benefit. We tend to favor projects that are in alignment with our, every year we have to do a community survey. And so we look at the results of that community survey to help us make funding decisions about projects in the following following year. Um, but a lot of the things that you've seen out and about in Holyoke, we've helped fund. What did we, we did the Koyo Social Justice. We did like a walking tour of Holyoke, uh, the canal tour. Celebrate Holyoke. Celebrate Holyoke. Rotary Club uh, concert series. Yep. Miriam's, the mask workshop Miriam just did for the Puerto Rico Remembrance Day. Yeah. Um, and then the year before that, the project she did with HCC and painting the utility box. 
the high school uh, the high school high school musicals oh, the brick play. race yeah. brick race uh, yeah print, print shop or Coley, the, what is it the creative arts center <laughs> yeah uh, victory theater what is that the great play that the cockroach killers dancing in my cockroach killers that's the one uh, helped fund that like bringing different cultural projects to Holyoke we fund a lot of different things yeah, there's stuff happening everywhere and we would like to fund you which is the reason why we're here today to let people know that these opportunities and this support is available for whoever is willing to share their ideas and to go through the process because of course being a state funds they need uh, well a series of paperwork and, and procedures and like you were mentioning mark uh, being eligible and and comply with certain specific requirements just by the list of the projects that have been funded for this year i guess for many of us gives us an idea of how many different type of projects and arts and cultural and even entertainment events and activities are taking place. So that means anything that benefits the city, the community, it's cultural development, entertainment, education, of course, it's eligible to be part of this funding. Yeah, and you don't have to be a Holyoke resident for this to Uh, to benefit from this. It has to be something that either happens in Holyoke or benefits Holyoke residents. Like a great example of this is um, the See Here Film Festival that we did where, well, the third grade, I can't remember which grade it was, but like an entire grade in Holyoke got to go to Amherst to see films. You've done this. Yeah, I was in third grade and they took us on a field trip to learn about like theater and everything. Yeah. yeah, I got into it actually and now I'm in theater. Yes! That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so part of part of what we're doing now is like after often that we either do a grant writing workshop or a drop-in session where people can come in and sort of be like, all right, I have this idea. Is this eligible? Does this work? What if I do this? Do I have letters of support? Uh, I want to do a program at the library. I want to teach people how to play ukulele. Is that something that could be funded? Yes, potentially. I'm sort of parsing through. You like ukulele? Yeah. There's we actually funded a woman and who teaches ukulele at the library. And I went to one of her sessions because I try to go see these things as often as I can. And people were super into it. And they were like, you're on the cultural council? Please fund this again. I'm like, just make sure you apply. And we'll look at it the same way we look at all of our other grants. We have like a pretty intense, what, two and a half, three week process where we get together and we review every single application and start making some decisions about funding levels. That's possibly the urgency in terms of the deadline because like like you were saying there is no extension so once uh, the deadline is met there is no way any proposal can be accepted at least for this year correct right and that's really important because there's time but not that much so it will be important for anyone who has that idea to go for it and reach out to the Holyoke Local Cultural Council so you can figure out if your project, your idea is viable, if it is eligible, and do all the, all the required process to submit and, and be considered. I have a question. Oh, go ahead. oh, for sure. Okay, so you have to go online for this, right? Mm-hmm. How does it work? Like, how do you choose what you want? Like, if there's so many different options, how do you pick only a certain amount? That's, that's a great question. Like, what we try to do sometimes when people are like, oh, usually it starts with like a little idea. Like, if you had the, the money to do any cool thing in Holyoke, what would you do? Oh, me? Yeah. 
Like, if you could think of a cool project in Holyoke, something Holyoke needs that doesn't have, or some skill set that you think wouldn't be important to bring... A water park. Okay, a water park. Awesome. So, spitballing from that. Um, Aren't we getting one at uh, by the carousel? I think they're well, building one. Maybe, but like, okay. But okay so but I got my wish. My wish came true. Awesome. No, that's, but this <laughs> okay, is but a, let's say we don't have one, exactly. and we're not going to get one. Right. Or it's, so somebody comes up with an idea like right. that. Right. Because mm-hmm. often, yeah, often these things are kind of based out of an idea or a need. Like, I wish there were more ways for kids to be able to play safely in the water in the summer, because it's really hot. Okay. Does Park, Parks and Rec have this material? Maybe not. Does a community organization have this material? Maybe, maybe not. Wait, what if I organize like a kids festival in concert with a couple of other community organizations and I put in a proposal to get some of the materials I need from the cultural council? Maybe that's a project. Oh, okay. Well, that answers the question. Thank you. No worries. It's it, like spitballing. Um, I think a lot of our projects kind of develop that way. Mm-hmm. Now, like, what if you're planning something? Mm-hmm. And then, like, that person changes their mind that they don't want it. Ah, then you would send us an email. So there are two steps in this. And feel free to jump in because I'm talking a lot. That's all right. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) She's Um, a treasurer, so. This is my passion. I love talking about this stuff. This is my favorite time of year, not just because of Halloween, but because of the grant cycle. Because literally I run around Holyoke going, like, ask me how to get free money. Because this is. So two things can happen. If you have an idea and you submit a proposal, and then you're accepted and it's funded, but your idea changes, you send an email to the cultural council saying, the idea has changed a little bit. Maybe we're not doing a a kids festival anymore. We're going to do it at this other festival. Is that okay? And it comes back to the council and we take a vote on it, whether we approve that change or we deny that change. I can't think of an instance where we've denied much in that arena. Usually we approve those kinds of things. But it's important to keep the cultural council in the loop, also in part because the grant process itself is reimbursement-based. If somebody is successful in their application, we don't just cut them a check. They have to submit some paperwork and give us receipts and show us how they spent that money, and then we send them a check. And that's not the only option. I mean, they could be looking for an extension. They could say, look, we were planning on doing this. You know, um, we lost, you know, a couple people on our committee. We would like to use the money next year. You know, could you just hold the money for us? So that's Mm -hmm. another option. Yeah. Basically, if you just keep us in the loop as to what's going on with the project, your funding is not in peril until, like, way off in the future. Like, this is, like, Grant 202, but we hold the money for a certain, like, I think it's, like, 18 months. And if it's not used up in 18 months and we don't hear from the person in 18 months that money absorbs back into the cultural council so we can allocate it out and all of these things happen on these strict timelines which is why those deadlines are so crucial you're listening radio plasma and we want to listen to your feedback let us know your thoughts ideas suggestions comments requests people or matters that you will like to hear about in this space you can contact us on our website, radioplasma.com, and through our social media channels, Twitter, Radio Plasma Lab, and facebook.com slash radioplasma. So, you pay for this, right? Or right. they pay for it? Well, yeah, so this is a good question, because one of the things we often hear on the Cultural Council is, no, the reason I'm applying for a grant is because I don't have the money, that's the point. What we can do, there are two ways that you can do this. Sometimes people will go ahead and fund the project and then get the money reimbursed. Sometimes they'll do, um, like I forget the technical term, but it's like a third-party vendor kind of thing where you get an invoice. So suppose you and I were going in on this water park project, right? (laughs) 
and you were the the main person and you were buying the sprinklers and the hoses and stuff but you were contracting me like I was going to come in and help and do face painting at this festival and I was going to charge you 100 bucks you could get an invoice from me that I give to you and then you submit the invoice and then I get a check so you you can pay people without having them having necessarily to front the money up front in those situations where you can get a like a um, an invoice from a vendor there's also partial payments yep you know if you're in, end up spending a lot of money for your project you can file for some reimbursement halfway through or and uh, you know so you don't have to front the whole thing for the entire time yep so I know it's probably gonna be different for like all the projects mm -hmm. but roughly how much time does it take to like set up something I think it depends on the project Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I kind of I mean, figured that. Um, if you're talking face painting at one event, I mean, that, that's easy. Yeah, that's pretty easy. But if you're talking about you know, doing a mural or doing yeah. public art or something else, it's it could be a lot more extensive. Yeah, some pieces of that involve... Could last a while. Yeah, different parts of the city. If you're doing a program at another organization, like, for example, if you were doing a program at the Holyoke Public Library, you want to get a letter from the Holyoke Public Library supporting your project. Yeah, that the library signed off on it. That that matters. There's a part where you can submit your supplementary material. Um, we tend to look more favorably on those kinds of things because they look more like feasible projects that are going to happen as opposed to someone saying, oh, I'm going to do a block party and we're going to eat a lot of cupcakes and we're going to finger paint. If you tell us where to do it and you help us set it up. Right. Try to get as much of it. really have the resources to do that. You, you kind of have to organize things in yeah. advance and kind of dot your I's and cross the T's if you really want to get the money. The applications that have been most successful in our past experience are the ones that have all the pieces together except for the money. Yeah, a good application that would come in would be some project, you know, and you've got support letters and you've already got the venue lined up and everything's secured. And it's like you look at the package and you go, you know, everything's here. You know, they've already almost organized the project. It's like, you know, these people are organized. They deserve to get the money it's a good idea let's do it let's do it the other thing is you know we do have repeat grants that come in every year and there's some grants that we really like but we really like to see new ones yeah you know we really like to you know provide seed money yeah seed money for a new project you guys got any ideas come up with something new yeah that excites the council <laughs> like, oh my God, this is a new one. This is great. Ah. Well, I, yeah, and I, I love what I love about the grant cycle is it's a snapshot of all the cool stuff that's going to be happening in Holyoke over the next year. Um, we do want to see projects become self-sufficient over a course of time. So if we have people who apply and apply and apply and apply year after year after year after year, we tend to decrease that funding amount a little bit in order to fund newer projects or fund at a higher level different other projects, with the goal that these projects are eventually going to become self-sustaining. That's we don't, fair. We don't so want to be the a chance. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Don't want to be the single source of funding for any single project. How can people find all this information? How can they get your assistance with all the paperwork? And most important, when is the deadline? Oh, yeah. So the deadline is October 15th. Um, the easiest way to get in touch with us, we do maintain a Facebook page. If you go to Facebook and just look for Holyoke Local Cultural Council, you can send us a message there. You can post on our page. You can get in touch with us. Um, you can also email our, our chair. We, have, we won't have another open meeting before the 15th. So, I mean, our meetings, of course, are open to the public. Folks can drop in. 
Yeah, Facebook is probably the best way to go. You can also call Neve, the senior center, and she'll help direct traffic because I know not everybody's on email all the time. Go to Google Massachusetts Cultural Council. Read a little bit about the program generally and then look for local cultural councils. And all the background information you need, the application, all those other pieces are all online. And they also have information by cities. So yep. you look up, you know, I think they have like two letters, you know, they'll have like G and H. And, you know, you click that and then... You know, they'll have a list of all the G's and H's, and so you can select Holyoke, and then from there, you'll have all the contact info. Mm -hmm. You'll have everything you need right there. You'll have our guidelines, because we publish local yep. guidelines, so, you know, we tell people, you know, these these, these projects are going to be priorities for us, mm -hmm. and, and what the details yep. are. We, yeah. We do generally recommend that people go in there and look at the questions, Create it in a Word document or somewhere else, and then cut and paste your answers into the online document. Because otherwise, you're going to be sitting there typing. Sometimes, sometimes it times out and it boots you out of the application, and you lose all your work, and that's terrible. And we don't want that to happen to you. And also, we don't we don't read for grammar. We don't read for spelling. This is really different in a lot of ways than a traditional grant application, where I think folks get really nervous about getting it perfect. We don't care about perfect. And this used to be like my sticking point, as anybody on the council can tell you, because I am an English major and this is what I do and I'm really, uh, we are not interested, doesn't have to be perfect grammar. We're interested in ideas, we're interested in how well you convey those ideas, we are interested in how much is going to benefit Holyoke. That's sort of our bottom line on that. And we get our share of funny typos every year, but yeah. the, typos, the typos will not affect your grant's standing. The, the concept of your project, how well organized and put together it is, will. So it's all about the ideas. Yeah. So basically this is an open invitation for anyone in the community to submit those ideas. The support, the help is available. You can reach out to the Holyoke Local Cultural Council and in any possible ways that this can be done so you can get your proposal submitted in due time before October 15th. Yep. That will be then the perfect first step into yeah. getting to develop that uh, project to happen during the next year. Yep. Yeah. Do you guys do your, like, plan to do your activities, like, during the summer, spring, fall, winter? Anytime. Oh, you matter. mean when, if you're an applicant submitting yeah. for, it's, we, we would like to see it done between January 2019 to the end of December 2019. Yep. And have it be so done. Anytime. And then we would like you to file the paperwork as soon as possible. A lot of people do the project and then they wait six months a year later and they file and you know drives our treasurer crazy sometimes yeah i like it when people i like making sure people are able to get their money in a timely fashion um this is probably the part where i remind people like it still takes six to eight weeks from when you submit your paperwork to get your check because it has to go through like 15 different steps <laughs> it's not instantaneous it gets reviewed by the council. And you have to get a vendor ID number. Office. There's a little yeah, bits of we track it to make sure. through city city hall. So, like we were saying, there are some steps to follow, a little bit of process to learn, but that's why the local council is here to provide that help, that support to make sure that these events happen. And the main purpose of this is to provide to the community with cultural, educational activities, events, workshops, and ideas that can contribute to a betterment of our community in the cultural and the arts area. So 
the only way to make this happen is by submitting those ideas and getting involved, getting this information to attend the public meetings for the local cultural council. And we will make sure that this information is available for all of you. Mm -hmm. And if people are interested in joining the local cultural council, come check us out at a meeting. It's usually, what is it, the fourth Thursday of the month, third Thursday of the month? We announce it on our Facebook page. Yeah. It is something that is open to the general public if people are interested in learning more about what the cultural council is. It's usually the fourth Thursday, but yeah, we were just talking about all the grant stuff. It's at the it's Senior Center. Like, yeah, I think it's the fourth Thursday of every month, 6 to 7.30 usually. Um, it's always posted in City Hall in accordance with open meeting law. <laughs> just check it out for yourself. Check it out. Um, come find us on Facebook. But yeah, we're, we're also looking for committee members. So if people are interested, if you get into this and you read about the grant cycle and you're like, this is awesome, I want to get more involved, we welcome questions. We would love to... Yeah. Talk to some more folks about joining the council. Yeah, it's been 6 to 7.30. So, Anne? Yeah. I got a question for you first. Sure. What was your favorite project that you did so far in Holyoke? Oh, my God. This year. This is if like asking what's your favorite child um, this year. Um, <laughs> Mark, get thinking. I got the same question oh, for you. Oh, <laughs> man, I'm thinking. I, I like them all. I'm trying to think of ones that I've been really impressed by are ones that I just like raved about like I love every year we find Carlos Pena and he does that printing workshop at Taste of South Holyoke where people can come in and print their own stuff I really love that because I feel like that gets the heart of one of the things that is so important about the Cultural Council is making art accessible particularly um, in communities that are underserved underfunded underrecognized. I really feel like that work has been great that I love Miriam's work. I love that there was a mask workshop, like anything that integrates kids and culture yeah, and education and learning in like a multicultural, multilingual uh, situation. I'm, I'm all about that. I mean, I also like the ukulele, don't get me wrong. But like when I think of the projects that I'm really proud of, those come to mind. Like I was beyond proud that we won that award for the jazz, Holyoke Latin Jazz Fest. There was a couple oh, years ago. I thought you were going to say Godzilla. I do love or, well, Godzilla. We got to participate in the brick race this year, which was super fun. Um, but yeah, we won that Gold Star Award. We were one of only two in the state that won that year. Yeah, it was awesome. I was super excited about that. Um, and though we haven't had a jazz fest in a while, I like that this is also something that's evolving and continuing, and it's not the same stuff over and over and over again. Yeah. So, all right, over to you. Come on, Mark. Uh, you had plenty of time to. You gotta say Artilla. Oh man, the pressure, the pressure. I'm you sweating. You gotta say the Holyoke Latin Jazz Fest, man. That was your baby. Okay, I'm a little biased, but I would say River Roll and Stroll because. Oh yeah. Um, then explain I, I a helped. Bit of what that is. I that was a good one. Mark, so, yes. you want to explain what that is a little bit? What River Roll and Stroll? Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a big event that happens between Holyoke and South Hadley. Holy shad. So how many how many cities do sort of like a, a joint? festival together Party somebody dresses up as a lamprey and uh, oh my god the lampreys are there's my kites favorite. and there's people biking and it's good so it's, it's pretty i guess fun. it's yeah. safe to say that Music. Anne likes everything that she does I, I, I like most things i don't i don't like having to write back to people and tell them i can't pay them for food because state requirements that's probably the one thing i don't enjoy about this process um, but I love that. I mean, this is basically free money from the. I'm totally. You should finish. I totally just no, no, cut go you ahead. off. No, I'm good. <laughs> She's gonna put me on the spot on something with something else. I'll be sweating here. Well, I like that. I, I got a rag. Hey. <laughs> nice. So 
we we talk about this as like ask me about how to get free money, but this really is free money. This is money from the state that we get to help circulate out into Holyoke to help make cool things happen in Holyoke. Um, everybody comes to us with the ideas. We just kind of provide the seed <coughs> money and the funding. What did we get? We got like 88 applications last year. I that would was, like to beat that high. record. <laughs> we had a lot of applications last year. Um, and it is it is an easy application to do. And don't get intimidated by the fact that it's like, oh, it's a grant proposal. It's Don't get intimidated by that part. If you have a cool idea for something to happen in Holyoke, apply. Even if you think it's like out there and, and like wackadoo and whatever, apply. And, you know, to talk about our uh, water park idea, I mean, we, we, we oh, would... Oh, I was only kidding. I didn't we, have anything. I don't know. Well, no. Somebody's going to do it now. No, but, That's but great. Let's say, but let's say you did that. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have, you know, maybe 30 to... Thirty-five thousand dollars to give yeah, out. I mean, I, I imagine it would. I imagine it would cash. cost a lot more <laughs> yeah. to just do a receipts. water park than thirty-five. So, uh, you know, just keep that in mind. You know, when you're you couldn't do a water park you, if you are shooting for the moon. It's uh, yeah. We want to spread the money and get the best bang for Holyoke, and you know, this is a good reminder. Get a lot of people involved. In. Our budget is thirty-five thousand six hundred. So don't turn in applications for like twelve thousand dollars of stuff. Yeah, that's half. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to fund $12,000 of much of anything. Yeah, that's going to be hard. But some people get a couple thousand. That's true. Depending, It depends on your project. It depends on the cost. I mean, sometimes when you're bringing people in, guest speakers, etc., sometimes it just costs what it costs. So. Well, and Mike, thank you so much for all this information and all the contact links and for the application and deadline will be available on the posting of this episode on radioplasma.com. I will get in there and post some links underneath when you post it. Absolutely. Well, with this, we conclude this session in location from the Holyoke Council on Aging. And this is a conversation with the Holyoke Local Control Council with Anthalheimer and Mark Dunlap. And from this other side, here we are. I'm Shailena. I'm a student at Holyoke High School. I'm a sophomore, by the way. Yeah. And I'm Johan Rashivega, producer and host of Radio Plasma. Thank you for listening. <laughs>